Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. I need, I need miracles in my life. I need a huge miracle in my life. I'm at a point in my life, I need something that will shift everything. That's what I'm praying for. It's so huge. If, I, if you ask me, I can't even tell you because you say I'm crazy. But that's what I'm looking for. Amen. Oh, if you have your Bible, quickly turn to Mark 5, verse 21. We'll not preach long, I promise. I promise. Um, probably preach for 10, 15 minutes, but I just want to give you those little points and then we can pray and, and, and we can go there. He said, when Jesus had, had again crossed uh, by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around and beside the sea. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just feel it. A uh, synagogue leader named Jairus arrived and seen Jesus. He fell at his feet and pleaded with him urgently. My little daughter is near death. Please come and place your hand on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Jesus is, a, is on his way to touch that little girl. And a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who was suffering from bleeding for 12 years. She had born, she had born with much agony under the care of many physicians. Basically, she went to a lot of doctors. They could not find the solution to her problem. Oh, yes. And, she, and has spent all she had. She depleted. She didn't have nothing left but to no avail. Instead, her condition has only grown worse. When the woman heard about Jesus, he, she heard about Jesus, she came up through the crowd behind him and touched his cloak, touched his cloak. For she kept saying, for she kept saying, she kept saying, for she kept saying, for she kept saying, for she kept saying, you getting this, so she kept saying, let me say this again. I just feel something. For she kept saying in herself. For she kept saying. Let me say it. Come on. For she kept saying. She kept saying. Doesn't matter what things looks like. But she kept saying. It doesn't matter if she's bleeding. She kept saying. It doesn't matter if she was sick. She didn't have nothing left. She kept saying. If. As if. If. Oh man. I'm in a Baptist church today. My goodness. I went to Florida. What did you do, Valet? Oh, hallelujah. She kept saying, if I only touch his garments, oh, if I can only touch his garments, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she sensed in her body she was healed of her affliction. At once, Jesus was aware that power had gone out of him. Turning to the crowd, he asked, who touched me? Jesus said, who touched me? Something just happened. Who touched me? I know there's a lot of crowd here. Thousand upon thousand. Yeah, they're touching me, but there's another touch here. I know there were many people close to me. There are many people close to me. They're bumping into me. But there's a special touch. Something just happened. Somebody touched me. 
His disciples said, you can see the crowd. Come on, man. Come on, sins. You know, two plus two. God, you know, you God, you Jesus. Come on, man. Don't you see the crowd? Don't you see that many people? What, what kind of question is this? Did you sleep last night, Jesus? Are you okay? You sure? Uh, Jesus said, no, 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 no. He, he kept looking around to see who had done this. He was looking. Then the woman knew, knowing what happened to her and came and fell down before him, trembling and fear. And she told him the whole truth. And I love that word Jesus used. Daughter. 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 Say, Jesus, your faith, 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 not my faith, your faith. Oh, you're missing this, your faith. May I feel the anointing. Oh, God is moving here. I feel him. Come on, raise your hand right now. Feel the glory. Hallelujah. Something shifting. Oh, yes. Your faith. Your faith this morning. Oh, I feel it. Oh, your faith this morning. Your faith this morning. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith this morning. Your faith this morning. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith this morning. Your faith this morning. Your faith. I said your faith this morning your faith come on your faith this morning your faith not somebody else's faith your faith this morning where's your faith this morning your faith this morning your faith this morning oh yes oh yes your personal faith not somebody else's faith not your father's faith your faith oh you have to believe him this morning oh believe him this morning believe him this morning man I feel faith in this house hallelujah your faith this morning oh your faith this morning your faith this morning man I feel it in my spirit today Receive miracle in your body right now, Jesus. Receive healing in your body. Your faith this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was a great problem. She had a great problem. That's the first one this morning. That problem was great. She was in bondage to that sickness. No one had the solution for her problem. Nobody could solve that problem. And that is a picture of humanity. Oh, that is a picture of sin. Sin is so deep. Sin is so wide. Nobody has a solution for it. Religion doesn't have the solution to the sin problem. Education can fix the sin problem. Drug cannot fix the sin problem. She, had, she went to the doctor. She went everywhere. But nobody had the solution to fix her problem, which is a picture of humanity, which is a picture of mankind, which is a picture of you and I this morning. Nothing can fix the problem, the thing that we go through, the, the sin in our life. Nothing could fix the problem. And, and, and the Bible said she was bleeding away. She was in despair. She was hopeless. She, 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 she felt rejection. Because you remember in those days, if you're bleeding, you know, now you can go to Walmart, you get big deodorant, you know. Those days they have those kind of stuff. You smell. And, and the law said, if you're bleeding, you got to stay away from people. 
you can't hang out you can't go to families you can't go to dinner you can't go to church because you 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 sick nobody wants you everybody says stay away because you sick you messed up you gotta stay away you can't participate with, with society oh if you have to go out if you have to go out you have to go out not because you can't you can't live a normal life like everybody else and that's what she she experienced she experienced despair hopelessness she could not provide for her family she could not go to church because the law said if you sick if you bleeding you can't come to church you, nobody can touch you because you messed up oh can you imagine the pain that she was going through can you imagine the shame she was going through can you imagine the pain, the agony? Every morning she wake up and that sickness is eating her life. She goes to bed, she's in pain. She get up, she's in pain. At 12, she's in pain. At one, she's in pain. And nobody, she goes to the doctor and say, I give you everything I have. I have money, but doctor said, I cannot fix that problem. Can you imagine the pain, the physical agony? The pain that she was going through, the weakness, you know, because when you're bleeding, you're weak. When you're bleeding, you're weak. Anybody ever give blood to Red Cross? I said, Jenica, I gave blood a couple weeks ago. After you gave blood, you're weak. Can you imagine the weakness, the physical pain, the constant bleeding? Can you imagine not only that, the emotional turmoil? she carried the weight of shame humiliation because of her condition rejection isolation she suffered rejection she was isolated oh sin has a way to isolate us sin has a way to take us to the place we don't want to be in oh sin has a way to to move us away and and put us because sometimes you're so addicted to to that drug to whatever you did and you become isolated even society said you can't be in public you have to go somewhere put them lock him or lock her let's throw that keys because he's not fit she's not fit to be in society the isolation oh can you imagine the pain the pain she could see was unclean she was she can't be part of society and not only that you know when you go to pain and the only place you can go is church the only place you can go that's where you go to to carry your burden it's the only place you go because you're around other christian you're the so-called believers who's supposed to love you who's supposed to care for you and she going through that pain she can't even go to church because that thing was so messed up she can't be around people can you imagine the turmoil and the pain she was going through the mental anguish i don't know if she had a kid i don't know if she had she could be a mother she could have been a wife but the law said you have to stay away can you imagine the pain and the pain the pain the pain in her heart can you imagine the pain, the mental anguish? Sometimes mental anguish is stronger than physical pain. Sometimes the pain that you're going through your heart is harder than somebody give you a bullet. Because it's so deep, you're so wounded on the inside. Can you imagine the pain? 
Can you imagine the pain? The, the, the future was because she's dealing with that issues because she doesn't know when she's going to die. Can you imagine you wake up every morning, you don't know when today may be the day I'm gone. Just for a moment, think about that. You wake up every morning, you say, today might be because I'm sick. I don't know, today might be the day I may not even see. Just the thought of that. Don't know when you're going to die because you're sick. And the loss of hope after day and day after day, she faced the absence of no solution. Trapped in her suffering, no relief. Hope is dwindled. Disappointment after disappointment. Disappointment after disappointment. Losing faith in people because she was assuming people can fix her problem. And there was no solution to her problem. That's a picture of humanity without Jesus. Without Jesus, we just like this lady losing blood nonstop. And a lot of us trying to fix the problem, the pain, the things that we're going through, through a bottle, through drugs, through sex, through alcohol. And some of you tried other religion to try to fix the void in your life. But nothing can fix the pain, that shame in your heart. Nothing could have fixed, nothing could, nothing was able to fix the pain that she experienced. Nothing. But tonight, today, I want to tell you something. She heard, she heard. She heard, she heard about Jesus. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me say this today. If you're struggling this morning with sin, whatever you're struggling with, a bondage, with addiction, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you God does not want you. I'm not here to condemn you if you're dealing with, 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 with loss, with sin, with something that's eating your life. I'm not here to condemn you because I want to tell you Jesus is not here to condemn you. And I know the church wants to say God, God, God here's to condemn you. He wants to judge you. Jesus said, I'm not here. But let's put that verse because I know some religious people are looking at me funny because the church loves to condemn people when they're in sin. You know, it's like, yeah, they're sinners. God knows that. That's why he came here to save them. Let's read it. It's for God did not send his son into the world. It's not my word. It's God's word. And I want to tell you this morning, you know, judgment is coming. We know that. But right now, he came to save you out of your sin this morning. He's here to save you this morning. If you don't know Jesus this morning, he's not here to condemn you. He's not here to say you can't come here. You, you know, because the church said, yeah, they messed up. Don't come here. You messed up. You jacked up. You're addicted. Don't come here. This place is not for you. That is religion. But Jesus said, I is afraid of sinners. That's why he came here for looking for sinners. And today, if you're a sinner, if you're in bondage today, he's here for you. He's looking out for you. He wants you. He's not here to condemn you this morning. 
Jesus is not here. He wants to set you free. He wants to break you out of the bondage. He wants. He Jesus, I didn't come to find fault. Do you understand this? Religion may condemn you this morning. Church condemn you. Pastors condemn you. The church may condemn you. But Jesus said, I came here to set you free. The second thing is she had great faith. The Bible said she made a decision to go and pay attention to this. She made a decision to go find to she made a decision because she heard about Jesus. She made a decision to go and find, to seek, to look, to discover Jesus. Miracles does not happen by chance. Let me say that again. It's not just random. You didn't get saved random. You had to confess. It was, you're just walking, I'm safe. I know some people believe that, but you were a sinner just like us. She had to go and look. She had to go and look for Jesus. Faith is action. You can't be sit and wait for something to happen. Faith requires proactive. You can't sit and wait for God to do something and you're not doing nothing. Oh, 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 you want a job and you think God's gonna just, you're gonna get a call, nobody, you didn't put an application, and you, oh, somebody's gonna call you, can you come work? And you didn't put no application? She made a bold decision to, despite her physical, dis, physical condition and her limitation that she had on, she made a decision to go after her deliverance. She made her mind to go look for the answer. She, 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 she didn't sit down. She made an active decision to go for Jesus, to go look for that answer. She didn't just sit around and waiting. She made a decision to say, hey, I can't sit here. I can't sit here no longer. Nobody has the answer. She made that decision to go look for Jesus. And there's three steps of faith we have to do. I want to teach you guys this, and then we're going to close down. Three things. The talk of faith. Let's put this one. The talk of faith. First thing you do, you have to stop talking faith. Because the Bible said, for she said. This is, you can't say you believe and you stop talking faith. Some of you are very negative. You, everything out of your mouth is bad. You can't say you want something from God and you're speaking something negative or something against God's word. Faith. You have to say it. You have to speak faith. She said, for she said, if I may touch, but, but she starts saying, I, I believe that God can touch my body. She starts believing she started having the talk of faith the bible said the reason the the hebrews they, they didn't get they didn't get to the promised land they spent 40 years in the desert because they say something bad it canceled the god's assignment over their life god said because what you said was evil because you he said because what you said was evil just the way you said it, it's going to happen if you want something from god if you want that child to get saved if you want God to turn around this marriage, you want God to turn around that husband, you want to receive that healing, stop cursing them. 
Stop, stop saying you're no good. Look at you just like your father. You want God to turn this thing around. Start speaking faith. It may not look right. It may not, they may look crazy, but start speaking faith. So I believe God's going to do something great in your life. Honey, I believe God's going to do great something in your life. Honey, I know you're not doing but I believe you're a man of God. You start speaking faith in the house. I know you're in pain. I know you're in pain. I know you're in pain. But you need to start speaking faith. I believe in his word. I know what the doctor says. I know what the paper said. But you need to start speaking faith. This is, this is the Bible. It's not me. This is the Bible. It's not, it's not like I'm crazy prosperity preacher. It is the Bible. You have to speak faith. The second thing you have to do to receive from God is the walk of faith. She heard about Jesus. Then she didn't just say it. She started taking action. You guys missed this. She started taking action. She didn't just speaking it. She started taking steps. I know things may look gloomy. I know I may not qualify for this job. I may not qualify for this, but I'm going to put an application. I know I'm going to stop making plans for next year because God's going to send customers. That's the talk of faith. He's here right here. Ryan, we only had 40 chairs. And then Ryan walks out. I was afraid to put more chairs. And he walks once one Saturday morning. He said, we need to put more chairs, Pastor. I said, what? <laughs> he said, we need to put more chairs. People are coming. <laughs> we stopped putting more chairs. We went down and said, put more chairs. <laughs> In less than two weeks, the chair would fill up. It was a walk of faith. After she heard about Jesus, she made the decision. It, despite the challenge, despite, despite everything, she pressed through. She walked. And she'd start making that step towards a miracle. And here's the biggest thing. Because a lot of us can take, we can speak faith. We can start taking the step of faith. And this is where most of us fail. And I have to be honest. And as a pastor, I struggle. I struggle there too. I'm not talking down on you. What do you do when you pray for something? Does it happen? You pray after prayer and, and you believe in God for that child to get saved. And you see that nothing happening. Months, years, you don't see that miracle. That's the reality. I'm not talking hype. I'm not talking hype. I'm not talking hype. Because some of you have been praying for that person and nothing's happening. You pray for that healing, nothing's happening. And this is where the struggle comes in. And Demi is just throwing everything he can to challenge your faith. Oh, he keeps speaking those lies into your mind. Say, God's not going to do it. Oh, he keeps speaking those lies. Say, that marriage is not going to get fixed. Oh, he's telling you that you're going to die just like your parents. 
he keeps telling all those lies because they're challenges. What do you do when you're in those challenges and, and you, everything that you said, you think, you pray, you fast, you do everything, you give, you do, you fast, and nothing is happening. And that's the hardest part, that's the hardest thing. You pray for that child and they keep running away from God. You pray for them and you say, man, God, where are you? Can you imagine? That's what she was facing, the crowd surrounding, people speaking, and she, she had faith. She was excited at home. Today is my miracle day. She was pumped. She was excited. She's listening to Elevation, you know, her headphones. She's happy. She's excited. She, she's happy to go to church. She's happy. Everything's fine. And, and then she believed today she's going to receive a miracle. And then boom, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd keep pushing her back. The challenges, life, the circumstances, things are not the way I wanted it to be. And that's the scary part. And that's where you need to hold on. And that's why she had to, because she could have just turned around and go home. And a lot of us have turned around and said, I can handle this. I'm going to go back. I'm not going to wait for marriage. I'm going to give in. I'm not going to believe God for this. I'm going to find my own way. I'm not going to struggle with that sin. Well, I'm going to give in because when, when I struggle, I go and take that, that weed, that, 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 that pill, I pop it because it makes me feel good. Because I can't handle the pressure of life. Are you getting this this morning? Because that's the challenges of faith. And most of us, that's where we fell at. And most Christians, we fail when things don't go our way. The next thing, she, the touch of faith, she touched Jesus. And that's when you hold on, you don't give up. You keep praying, you keep confessing. You hold on to your faith. A great savior the Bible said she went to see Jesus and today I, and I, I asked myself in, in the question who who is Jesus what did she had why why did she go to Jesus you know I was reading this last week they said most average people has three titles three symbols or three you know I'm a, I'm a dad I'm a pastor you know uh, I, I work in finance in the finance industry you know I'm a husband most of us have four titles you know they can describe you but Jesus when I check the scripture there's at least 259 289 titles who is Jesus he's the son of man who is Jesus he's the Messiah who is Jesus he's Emmanuel with us who is Jesus he's the Prince of Peace who is Jesus he's the Lamb of God who is Jesus? He's the King of Kings. Who is Jesus? He's the Lord of Lords. Who is Jesus? He's the Alpha and Omega. Who is Jesus? He's the Word. Who is Jesus?
Jesus is the Lord of the world. Who in Jesus is the bread of life. Who in Jesus is the good shepherd. Who in Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Who in Jesus is the redeemer. Who in Jesus is our high priest. Who in Jesus is the wonderful counselor this morning. Who in Jesus is mighty God. Who in Jesus is the everlasting father. Who in Jesus is the cornerstone. Who in Jesus is the rock of ages. Who in Jesus is living water. Who in Jesus is my advocate this morning. Who in Jesus is my healer. Who is Jesus? He's my deliverer this morning. Who is Jesus? He's the Lion of Judah this morning. Who is Jesus? He's the great I am. Who is Jesus? He's the King of glory. Who is Jesus? He's the hope of the nation. Who is Jesus? He is the way maker this morning. Who is Jesus? He's the resurrection and life this morning. Who is Jesus? He's the bright and money star who in Jesus is the master healer this morning oh hallelujah who in Jesus he is the prince of life who is Jesus he is the alpha and the omega who is Jesus he is the comforter who is Jesus he is the carpenter who is Jesus this morning he is the friend that stays closer the word who is Jesus he's the land slain before the foundation of the world what am I trying to tell you this morning what am I trying to tell you this morning what what am I trying to tell you this morning what am I trying to tell you this morning if you whatever you need this morning Jesus is the answer if you need a touch in your body he is the healer this morning if your heart is shattered in pieces this morning he can restore you he can put your heart back together this morning if you are in bondage of sin he is he can deliver you because whom the son set free is free indeed oh somebody even praise this morning She decided to find Jesus. Closing. Closing. This is what I love this. I love this. I'm closing this thing here. I have to get we gotta pray. But I love what Jesus called her. Remember at the beginning, she lost everything, right? Remember at the beginning, she experienced rejection. Remember in the beginning, she experienced pain. Remember in the beginning, she experienced shame. Remember in the beginning, nobody wanted to be around her. Remember in the beginning, she was despised and rejected and shame was covered. Remember in the beginning, she probably lost her family. Remember in the beginning, nobody wanted to be around her. Remember in the beginning, she could not go to church. Remember in the beginning, she was, she smelled. She had to stay away. But Jesus used the word daughter. 
Hallelujah. The word daughter, it's like Jesus knew what she was going through. Jesus knew exactly the pain, the struggle, the hurt. It's like Jesus like was was not her intimate pain that nobody knew. I think I think the disciple when Jesus said daughter, they said, okay, what is he saying? But well, I think she knew. When Jesus said, daughter, she knew what he meant. She knew what he meant. Jesus restored her dignity. Jesus restored her identity. She was rejected humiliated, ostracized to a condition but Jesus called her daughter. You can stand up on your feet this morning. I can't, I, you know, I me, mean, I'm a theater guy, always trying to point stuff. You know, they call, she was unclean. You know, because that's what they call her, unclean. She was unclean. That's me, she smelled. I can't even mean to imagine when she's going home that day. All she can say, I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm clean. I am 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 clean. Look at me. I'm clean. The stench is no longer there. Oh, the stench is no longer there. I'm clean. I'm clean. I can't go back home. I can go back to church because I'm clean. I can I can have a normal life because that trouble, that 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 bondage, I'm free from it. Oh, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. Oh, I'm clean. I remember when I got saved, that's how I felt that. When I got up, after I gave my life to Jesus, I feel something washed. I feel clean. I feel clean. When I when I went outside, everything was greener. Everything was was fresh. The air's changed. I could see the grass, I could smell something, something shift in my life. I feel clean. And I want to tell you this morning, when you accept him in your life this morning, he can make you clean. He can make you clean just like this lady. He can make you clean. He can make you clean. Let's raise our hand right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.